0: Warning! Anime out of context has strong language, spoilers, stupidly wrong ideas, and general silliness. Neither of our hosts are professionals and do not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy.
1: Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime.
0: And I question the friendships that I've held so dear.
1: I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. And Remington, this is a very interesting episode for both you and for me. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I hate when you use the word interesting. Well, it's interesting, Remington, because this is a show I really enjoy. (laughs) And I'm fairly certain you're not gonna like this show. Oh,
0: perfect, perfect. So, what you're saying is it's a bad show.
1: It's not a bad show. It's a bad show. It is a
0: good show. As we all know, I have amazing taste in anime. So, if I don't like it, it's a bad anime. You like frickin' Umaru-chan. Umaru-chan is a good anime!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I disagree, but that's besides the point. No, it's it's going to be interesting cuz this is an anime that well it's by one of my favorite studios. A studio known as Trigger. Trigger.
0: I'm not familiar.
1: I didn't think you would be.
0: Yeah. Cuz
1: I don't think you even remember any of the studios I've told you about previously.
0: They, I know that we've talked about the ones behind Death Note and behind Madoka Magica. Don't know what they are, but I know those are the ones we've oh, talked for crying about. crying out loud. You also know about the ones
1: behind Gundam as well.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 Gundam, yeah, of course. <laughs> Good old merch anime.
1: Yeah, but no, Trigger is a very interesting studio because their style of animation and storytelling is very... Bad. Odd. Uh-oh. Not bad, odd. <laughs> They like to use a lot of very fluid animations, a lot of bright fluorescent colors and very interesting mechanics and storytelling.
0: This this feels like just anime, I'll be honest. You've just in my opinion described anime.
1: There is a lot of very static and very straight-lined storytelling in anime. This one is a lot more fluid. You know, it's a lot more liquid. It's like it's like comparing something rigid and sturdy like Gundam to something uh very strange and fluid
0: like umaru-chan okay okay interesting comparison is this just going to be an anime where it's like all a dream sequence and it just goes (laughs) into the subconscious (laughs) so you got all of this weird stuff happening at all times
1: uh well there is going to be a lot of weird stuff happening at all times okay not a dream sequence though (laughs) trigger is famous for their series about believing in yourself, uh, and the power
0: within kind of thing. Very... Okay, that's a generally good message that can be utilized in a very annoying or a very proper way. And, and they do it really well, in my opinion. <laughs> I like that you add the caveat, in your opinion. Because I... When you say that, it makes me very confident that in my opinion, I'll disagree.
1: Well, because, Remington, you're not gonna like this anime for one reason... <laughs> And arguably, the reason is the whole point of the show. (laughs) But at the same time,
0: it's a good show, and it uses its... Primary focus really well. Oh, so so in your opinion, there's a deal breaker when it for when it comes to me liking the show. Yes. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay, uh, I'm excited to hear about what that deal breaker is. Uh, first, let
1: me just say that this was a recommendation anime.
0: Oh, oh, a recommendation. I've already started talking crap about it, and it's been recommended <laughs>
1: to us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> It was sent to us in an email, which any of you can do if you have an anime you want us to talk about. And it was sent by a fellow by the name of Andy.
0: Andy! Oh! Hey, we know Andy! Yeah,
1: this is our buddy Andy.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, Andy. Hi, Andy. Uh, Andy is a friend of ours. Andy? Andy? What the hell did you do? (laughs) He did something really interesting.
1: He sent sent me a list of about seven different animes (laughs) he wanted me to look at.
0: Today we're going on an anime marathon.
1: Ah, nah, you're not quite that lucky.
0: Oh, thank God.
1: Uh, But I realized that one of the ones he sent me was one I was planning on showing you rather soon anyways. Oh, how perfect. Because I wanted to introduce you to the studio known as Trigger because the predecessors to Trigger... Uh, The people who kind of came together and made Trigger made one of my favorite animes previously.
0: Oh, okay. Is it one we've gone over? It is
1: not. Oh. Like, uh, Trigger has an art style that you will recognize immediately, uh, a lot of anime studios have a very similar broad art style, and you'll look at the show and be like, well, that's obviously a trigger show. Or, well, that's obviously something by Sunrise. Or, hey, there's a head tilt. There's a shaft production in
0: it. I, I still think that 90% of anime is all a blur of the same stuff, but that, that maybe that'll eventually change. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you have offended so many people
1: just now, <laughs> in the past and in the future, <laughs> Like, you're just going to be offending people till the end of time with this podcast, aren't you? Probably. Oh, goodness.
0: Maybe once I stop being ignorant, but let's face it, I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen. It definitely will not. Okay, Uh, but back to this anime. So what in the world is it? What's it about? What's going on?
1: Well, it is a little anime called Kill La Kill. Kill La Kill? Kill La Kill. Kill La Kill. Yeah, K-I-L-L-L-A-K-I-L-L.
0: Okay, so there's going to be murder, I'm going to assume. A bit, yeah. (laughs) That seems like... And is there just going to be also singing in the middle of the murder? Uh,
1: no, unfortunately. You kill and then you
0: lie and then you kill and you just repeat. It's a murder musical, Sean. That's the anime we're going to watch today. I would watch that anime. (laughs) I would, without a doubt, watch that anime. That would be a
1: great freaking anime.
0: (laughs) Oh, God.
1: But no, no. uh, Kill a Kill. It is a... Very strange show. Yep. And I'm gonna tell you right now, man, the thing that's gonna be the deal-breaker for you is it does fall under the edgy category. God
0: damn it! Yep. Son of a bitch! But here's the thing. Thing. I, uh, the
1: plot is actually driven by shut the Shut up!
0: Shut up! No! No! That's not how etchy works. It kind I of, know better. It does work in this, this scenario. This is some bullcrap fan service. You're just gonna show me a bunch of tits, and I'm gonna disapprove, and I'm gonna be in pain, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, but look at the look at the nuance in the story." But there's not gonna be one. It's just an excuse to see more titties, and that's it. Except it actually does have a story. Oh, it, has, it has a story. Well, I, you have to put in quote story. Oh yes, Rosario Vampir had a story. <laughs>
1: It does have a story, and believe it or not, the fan service is actually what drives the story. No.
0: This, this sounds like bullcrap already, but I'll, I'll let you continue your explanation, Sean. So Kill a Kill is a very interesting
1: story, uh-huh. has a lot of story, mm-hmm. but fan service is kind of one of the primary elements of it. And the fan service isn't exactly there to titillate, which, quite (laughs) frankly, it will titillate for some because, you know... That's it's fan service. But by
0: definition. Yeah, by definition. That's what it. I don't understand. You've said that it's etchy. You said that it had fan service. By definition, those things are meant to titillate. They're meant to stimulate. They're meant to arouse and be like, ooh, look at all of that, boys. Then you're saying, oh, but it's not for any of the purpose that it's by definition the purpose of. What, what are you even saying at this point, Sean? It's all nonsense. We've, uh, we've delved into etchy absurdity at this point point
1: and that's the thing about this anime it takes the absurdity to an extreme like it's so extreme in its fan service and absurdity it, you can't take it seriously and it's kind of self-aware about it
0: yeah, I, I do like self-awareness
1: yeah because the easiest way to describe this anime is kind of a magical girl ish super powered Beat them up, progressing, trying to beat the final boss, kind of story. How about I just start with the synopsis because it's a little complicated. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Give give the synopsis. Read the synopsis to me, Sean. All right. So it all start. It all takes place in
1: a semi alternate version of Japan. Okay. Right. Uh, future, but also kind of modern at the same time. There are a lot of things that are. It's like a semi dystopian type of Japan uh, or the world as a whole. Yeah. Okay. And this is the synopsis word for word. Uh, after the murder of her father.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is actually just the sequel to Sweetness and Lightning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Sweetness and Lightning has hit some dark times. Uh, so... This is so
0: <laughs> And her dad was murdered.
1: And she goes on a violent <laughs> rampage to find out who killed him.
0: Just just the fact that it started out with, hey, dead parents. Which, to like, be fair, is a lot of anime and a lot of shows in general. Oh, like my favorite anime, Batman. Yeah, uh, continue, yeah. Sean.
1: <laughs> so after the murder of her father, uh, Ryuko Matoi has been wandering the land in search of his killer. Uh, following her only lead, the missing half of his invention, the scissor blade. This is a shounen anime, by the way, if you couldn't tell. You're showing
0: me a shonen ecchi. No. This this is my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my two least favorite genres of anime. And you've combined them. And it is a wonderful combination. Mm.
1: I love this show. Just
0: insert romantic comedy into the midst, and there we go. We have the terrible trifecta.
1: Uh there isn't any rom-com elements in this oh, actually. Thank Christ. It's a uh, all it's all action focused and just A little bit of mystery thrown in for flavor. I'm so skeptical. Continue with the synopsis. All right. Uh, She arrives at the prestigious Hanoji Academy, a high school unlike any other, because in this kind of dystopian future, uh, the schools rule everything. Uh, That seems fine.
0: Yeah, no, like... That seems acceptable. (laughs) Yeah. uh, An educational dystopia is possibly the best vision of a dystopia.
1: Yeah, and the academy itself uh, is placed at the center of the of the city and controls all aspects of the city. Okay. And like each individual city is kind of a separate, uh, self autonomous entity. All right. Uh, very strange, but also very f- uh fun and interesting. Uh, and the academy is ruled by the imposing and cold hearted student council president uh, Satsuki Kiryuin. All
0: right. That that whole sentence was just a bit bad. Well,
1: I mean, I didn't write it. Just well, yeah, but just everything about it. Well, I mean, who else are you gonna have in charge of uh, an entire school based city? The principal? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> you, have to, you have to let the students take charge of things.
0: Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm the student president. I'm the obvious villain. Or is she? Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, it's interesting. I hate everything about this so much right now. Oh, uh, goodness. I knew you would, but that's okay because I like it a lot, and so do a lot of other people. Uh, and alongside her powerful un- underlings, uh, the Elite Four.
0: Are we in Pokemon right now? You know, you might say What's that. What's going on? Because, you know, she
1: does kind of have to beat the Elite Four,
0: but there's no Pokemon involved per se. What? Okay. So there, there's still, there's a missing element that has yet to be described, I feel. And I'm very curious as to what that's going to be. So, in the school's brutally competitive hierarchy,
1: uh, Satsuki bestows upon those at the top uh, special clothes called Goku uniforms.
0: What the hell? Are you are you messing with me right now? I am not. Are, what's happening? We have the Elite Four. We have Goku uniforms. Is What's ha- I don't- <laughs> Look, just because <laughs> I'm being messed with right now. No, you
1: are not. And just because it's called Goku doesn't mean it has anything to do with Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. That, like, I get the thought process you're going through, but it literally has nothing to do with that. Okay. <laughs> and these uniforms give the wearers us uh, unique superhuman abilities and powers.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: And after being thoroughly beaten in a fight against one of these students in uniform, uh, Ryoko retreats to her raised home where she stumbles across Senketsu, a rare and sentient uh, Kamui. What the the hell is a Kamui? uh, God clothes. Okay. That's the the direct translation there. uh, Because Kami is God and, you know... Oh, uh,
0: okay. So I I understand everything. So... It's, oh, wow, look, I have the sexiest uniform, and that means I have the best god powers. That, no, don't accept that. I'm, that's bullshit. I, no.
1: I mean, you're kind no. Of, no.
0: Eh, look, Remington, look. That's kind of right, and also kind of wrong. Duh.
1: <laughs> and, of course, the clothes are sentient. They awaken, uh, they latch onto her, and provide her with immense power. And now armed with Senketsu uh, and the scissor blade, Ryoko makes a stand against the Elite Four, hoping to reach Satsuki and uncover the culprit behind her father's murder once and for all.
0: I hate everything. It's a good show! Ah, uh, it doesn't sound like a good show. It is a really good show. <laughs> oh, I'm so skeptical, Sean.
1: Because this show came out about a year after uh, bombs of shows like Sword Art Online and things like that came out. So a lot of shows that had a lot of problems that people really hated, but for some reason were super popular.
0: You, you say a year after, that's still the same generation of shows as far as I'm concerned. Yes, but there was a period of time where people thought,
1: oh God, where is anime going? It's going just downhill. It's It's just a bunch of crap and trash, and a lot of people consider Kill a Kill to be an anime that kind of saved anime as a whole. What the hell? Yeah, because it was colorful, it was vibrant, it was action-packed, it had a very interesting world, a very interesting set of characters and story, and... Rather strange views on perspective and uh, power and
0: self-fulfilling. There, there are so few times I've been this pessimistic about an anime. Yeah, and I knew you would be because as soon as I mentioned the Echi tag, you were going to be like, "Nope, yeah, of course." <laughs> Sean. Yes. We're talking about a bunch of people going to school. I yeah. have a very important question, Sean. Yes, Remington? How old are the main
1: characters, Sean? 17 and 18.
0: Uh, I'm pushing a little bit, but I'll accept that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be much worse. The main character, Ryoko, is 17, uh, and her fellow classmates are 17, but uh, the head of the student council president is 18, and as, as is her uh, companions and compatriots, the Elite Four.
0: Okay. Okay. Could be much worse. Could be much worse. It
1: could be. And quite frankly, the interesting thing about this show is that the fan service is so equal and so excessive that it... it, Kind of forget it's fan service halfway through. Oh,
0: no, oh! this see, the thing about this show is there's just so much sexy bull crap. There's so much that it's really negligible. I mean, the show is basically 100% sexy bull crap, and so you hardly even know that it's all sexy bull crap.
1: The strange thing is, Remy. No, <laughs> no,
0: that's not good, Remy. That's
1: not how it works.
0: It kind of is, though,
1: because. You know, they get power from their clothing through believing in themselves as a whole and trusting themselves. (laughs) This is the
0: stupidest thing I have ever heard in my life. It
1: is so stupid, but at the same time, it's so good. It Uh, is a wonderful show.
0: Maybe, maybe I'll I'll come around and I'll change my mind and things will be drastically different. But, oh, I'm very skeptical. I don't think they will. Uh, Yeah, I'll go in with an open mind, but, oh, it's making that hard. It's just a really good show, and
1: <laughs> the average rating for this is about uh,
0: 8.5. Oh, jeez. But I, the ratings don't mean anything to me, because we've established many times I have no faith in the anime community and their rankings. I'll be fair, but at the same
1: time, it's a really good show, Reming. <sighs> like, say what you will about excessive fan service, but this show honestly uses it very well. Like, they actually have plot-based reasons for using it, Mm. which most fanservice-based shows don't have. Or if they do, they are very superficial and very, you know, shallow. They are your typical ecchi-type stories, you know, like Rosario Vampire. And Like, the only reason this has the ecchi category is because of how much fanservice it has.
0: <sighs> you, you're you're saying, oh no, this is a different kind of etchy. The only reason this is etchy is because it's super sexual. Yeah, <laughs> because that's the definition. You can't be like, oh no, the only reason it's etchy is because it has so much etchy. That doesn't. You don't need to make assumptions about that. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> like I said,
1: Remington, the real barrier for liking this show is pushing past the fan service. But that's what it is! The show itself is so much more than just fan service. <gasps> it really is. And Trigger likes to do this thing where it'll take a concept and it'll blow it completely out of proportion. They do like having a lot of etchy style things because it does bring people in. Uh, but at the same time they do tell fairly interesting and intuitive stories uh this one starts out a little slow I don't know if it passes the three-episode test. (laughs)
0: You're you're already making excuses for it when I make valid complaints, and you'll be like, oh, but it gets better, and I'll be tearing it apart bit by bit, and you'll be like, oh, but it gets better. Oh, but it's not just, Edgy. You're making so many excuses because deep down, John, you know this is going to be trash, and I think all of our listeners, they know. Everybody's just in denial. Uh, They're making me out to be the crazy one here. I'm not the crazy one. I'm the only one talking any damn sense around here.
1: How's that tinfoil hat fit in?
0: <laughs> very comfortably. <laughs>
1: it's a good show, Remington. I swear. I, like, the first three episodes are action packed and very interesting and. I love this show, Remington. It, that is literally the biggest barrier is can you push past the fan service? And most can, can people you can. push
0: past what the show is? That's, the sh- that's what you're
1: telling me to do, Sean. The show is not purely fan service. It's like the baseline is fan service, right? But then they build on top of that and use every good element from an etchy genre, which there are good elements in the ecchi genre. I'm telling you that right Fundamentally now. Fundamentally
0: contradictory. So we, we've talked quite a bit about all of this idea what about the actual characters so i'm assuming the main girl she sounds edgy as all hell just oh i'm avenging the death of my father that sounds pretty pretty dark brooding that's gonna be my guess about her you're not too far off yeah all
1: right boom <laughs> yeah she's kind of your tomboy tough girl type of
0: character uh, wow how creative i've never heard that before well yeah at least it's not a bland male protagonist oh no this will be a bland female protagonist but she'll have hot boobs yeah it's actually pretty modest <laughs> uh, well
1: her figure is at least the outfits not so much
0: Alright, and then you have the the student president... Uh, Satsuki you in? And she's going to be your elitist bitch. Yes. Yeah, alright, fantastic. Uh, then you said the clothes were sentient? Uh, hers are, yes. Yeah, hers are. Uh, there are a few different routes they can go. Uh, let's see, you haven't mentioned comedic elements, otherwise I would assume that the clothes would be the comedic element... Uh, there is actually a lot of comedy in this show. Okay, then I'm gonna guess that the clothes are a comedic element. Uh, how so? Yeah, since
1: you're doing these vast predictions right now.
0: I mean, the the most straightforward route would be that it's, like, either perverted or just super into fashion. Uh, though, those would be the most straightforward routes for very bad comedy. Uh, it doesn't do either of those. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, the the- Clothes are actually one of the more serious characters. <laughs> what in the hell? Uh,
1: cause Senketsu, that's the name of the outfit. Yeah. Uh, is very intelligent and very, well, it's sentient and wants Ryuko to succeed, basically. It's like, <laughs> it's very, it's very
0: interesting to say the least. I have a question. Does Senketsu have a gender? A uh, male. Mm, don't like that. Why? Just makes you feel vaguely uncomfortable. <laughs> Lots of things make you feel vaguely uncomfortable. Like anime. <laughs>
1: Uh, But just so you have an idea, I have actually a little chibi patch of what Ryoko looks like. (laughs) Of course you fucking would. I like the show! I can't help it! Uh, I hate my life. Well, that's a shame because you're stuck living it. Stuck with me, buddy! (laughs) But no, it's Really good. Uh, there is another character. There are other characters throughout. You have the varying personalities of the Elite Four, which are four very different people, and they have like kind of domain over the four different like activities at a high school. Okay, <laughs> so I dumb. know that sounds a little weird. So
0: dumb. All right, so they're in charge of the main activities. And... So
1: like, you got the sports section. You've got like the arts section. You've yeah. got like the. The technical section and then you've got like the disciplinary section. Uh, neat. Okay.
0: So you got more characters. You got it just all sounds bad, but let's let's just jump in, get this over with. I I hate everything, very pessimistic. Maybe I'll change my mind. Hey. But... Our good friend Andy recommended this to us. After this, it may be your good friend
1: Andy. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm telling you, man, it's a good show. You're probably not going to like it. (laughs) Uh, So let's go jump into some Kill la Kill. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching a grand total of three episodes of Kill la Kill. Remington, you seem... In pain, uh, frustrated, angry, disappointed. What's going through your head right now, bud? That was
0: one hell of a ride.
1: (laughs) It was a very interesting ride though, wasn't it? Interesting is a good word. Don't you love how ridiculous and absurd the whole thing was? I have a lot of strong feelings, Sean. And something tells me that these strong feelings are going to make any fan of this show Hate you for life.
0: I I believe that I have very well informed opinions.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. And are these opinions going to cause you a lot of flack in the future? Don't they all? Usually, yes.
0: <laughs> so Remington,
1: what what's going through your head right now? What do you think of Kill a Kill?
0: Oh, I have I have so many thoughts and feelings that we're really just gonna have to break it down step by step episode by episode yep all right let's start from the beginning episode
1: one the scene opens up on the hanoji academy you go in immediate nazis Well, it was a history
0: class. I mean, yeah, but it's talking very deliberately about Nazis, and Nazis are a minor motif of the show. Well, only a
1: little bit. Heavy totalitarian military views for certain.
0: Yeah, they're definitely like, oh, by the way, Nazis and Hitler. By the way, Nazis, Hitler. Have you heard about Nazis and Hitler? They've only mentioned it twice. Yeah, but each time it was very, very blatant foreshadowing. Like, it was not subtle about it. I mean, what else are you going to talk about in history class? (laughs) That's the only only thing that's ever happened historically is Nazis. That's the biggest thing I can think of. Oh, man. But already, uh, a very strong start. Uh, It's not to say whether I liked it or disliked it, but it was very powerful. It's a very heavy way to start. And if you think, well, okay, Nazis, that's great. What happens next is even more ridiculous. It's a very strange beginning because... You have this guy who turns into a giant homunculus who pops into a classroom and is like, who's trying to ruin the academy? And everyone's just looking around, and then this one kid is like, oh god, it's me! And he (laughs) drops a smoke bomb, a tear gas bomb, as it were, and he starts running away. And the art style changes like five times, and then the huge guy catches up to the little guy. The little guy stole uh, uh, just a costume, a one star costume. Goku uniform, yes. Uh, yeah, and so he puts it on and he gets super powerful, but of course he gets his ass kicked because the other guy, he has a three star costume. Oh! Yeah, setting up the power levels nice and early. And it was, it was a really weird, erratic chain of events to start off with. Like, it was very hard to process everything that was happening.
1: And that's why I love it, because it's so ridiculous.
0: Uh, it, was, it was something.
1: It was something. (laughs) And yeah, no, after uh, the student gets his
0: ass kicked, he straight up gets murdered. Yeah, he he, uh, (laughs) gets murdered in naked form. One thing, this is an interesting note, but one thing that I did appreciate is they didn't just make the girl sexy. They sexualized the men as well, because so far, every single time, we have ever seen any fanservice, it's been female. And
1: I did tell you from the beginning, uh, as far as fanservice in the show goes, nobody is exempt.
0: Absolutely nobody. Which, it was nice that it just wasn't as... Obviously, it's over-sexualized, but at very least, it wasn't solely, like, misogynistic about its sexualization.
1: Like I said, they take the fan service concept and overwhelmingly amplify it uh, up to 11 like the fan service scenes in it are so ridiculous and odd and unnaturally occurring that it's ridiculous and kind of hilarious in my opinion
0: yeah and then you get introduced to the the main girl and she's going to the school etc etc she gets introduced to everything yep ryoko Matoy. yeah good old good old ryoko and she just sees the hanging corpse of the thief just right at the front of the school just good old pirate style where it's like, hey, uh, which was not expected by me. No, you didn't expect, you know, a bunch of high schoolers to just straight up murder a dude for stealing something? Uh, no, it, it got <laughs> rather intense. But I, I mean, I can appreciate surprising intense decisions. And so she gets there, and a bunch of miscellaneous happens. I thought there were very strong visuals throughout the entire show. I thought it did decently on visual styles. Yeah, that's what Trigger is actually
1: famous for, is their fairly unique take on art and cinematography. Yeah. Uh, They have a lot of different color changes, a lot of different angles that are interesting to look at, as well as different styles of combat animation. But
0: I'm not sure... And when i say i'm not sure this isn't me saying i'm secretly sure of no i'm genuinely not sure if it is good or just unique and interesting because it's definitely unique and interesting without a doubt it's unique and interesting but was it good and i don't know the answer to that i i'm not sure if the visuals were very good and that is where the realm of opinion definitely
1: takes hold because of trigger's very unique art style and take on animation as a whole people will either love it or dislike it but all of them will agree like you said it is unique
0: and interesting oh yeah and so then she goes and she ends up uh, immediately trying to fight the student council president. Yeah, because obviously
1: she's been going place to place trying to figure out who killed her father, uh, talking to the different heads of school, because again, the schools kind of rule the cities.
0: Are all of the cities based on fashion?
1: Uh, Or is it just this school? Uh, Most of them, yes, but primarily this school. You only get to hear about the other cities later in the series, and this series is... Really concise, actually. It's only twenty-four episodes long.
0: I can appreciate a concise series. Mm-hmm. So uh, she goes. She tries to fight. Uh, then she gets her ass whooped by uh, by president and minions
1: yes uh, specifically uh one of the minions the head of the boxing club intercepts
0: uh her attempt to try and interrogate uh, satsuki yeah the boxing guy comes up and he's like i'm a boxer this is my boxing outfit because boxing get it it's essentially like if there's a club with a specific outfit then they are going to have that club and they're going to be wearing that outfit and that's it
1: yeah that, it does stay in line with the idea of The school hierarchy being in charge. So, of course, the people who are higher up than just the standard students are the captains of clubs. Yep.
0: And so, she gets her ass utterly whooped. She ends up going back to her old mansion, I think it was. Yes,
1: that had been destroyed when her father was murdered.
0: Yeah, and so she can look at some photos that are still standing, apparently. I mean, you'd be surprised what can survive a fire. Uh, in, in such pristine condition. And so then she falls down a trap door. That was activated by the teacher. Yeah, why there was a trap door, I feel like that was, wasn't was well explained.
1: Well, because he was a crazy scientist dude who had a secret underground lair. Don't all scientists have that? Well, yeah, but uh, everything about the teacher character, I hated. I <laughs> hated the teacher character. I think you're kind of supposed to dislike him, honestly. Oh, But at the same, because of how
0: ridiculous he is. And that's what this show is. But he's not fun ridiculous. I just want him off my screen. (laughs) But we'll get into more of that later. So she goes down, falls down the the trap door, and oh no, she started bleeding again. I thought this was a little convoluted. This was definitely, we can't find a natural way to make this work, so just have it open the wound. There we go, she's bleeding. Oh, she just happens to bleed on the outfit.
1: Well, the thing is, it was kind of set up, and they show the setup in three a little bit. I
0: the guy guess. finds
1: it, sets it up underneath the trap door. She had just gotten her ass kicked, so of course she's covered in wounds. And falling like 20, 30 feet into, a, you know, into an underground lair would probably cause some of those wounds to reopen.
0: But I think even a super simple fix would just be to have her just be very bloody and still just very bloody. Don't have the whole business about the wounds having to open again. That's just adding an unnecessary step and even further you still have to rely on her falling in the right place the blood falling in the right place and all of those things and whenever things get super convoluted for the most important thing in the entire show to happen that's always a bit of a negative for me.
1: I mean that is understandable but it it was set up right underneath where she landed.
0: Yes but nonetheless all of the stars still had to align. It was a convoluted plan that threw a convoluted method worked picture perfectly. And I hate when that's the case. Especially when it's literally the most important thing. Surely you should be able to think through your most important inciting incident a little bit more cleverly. But they didn't. And a lot of shows do this. And it's definitely not the worst gripe in the world. But I think it's a gripe. And I think that it's a very valid one.
1: Yeah, so after she bleeds on the outfit, the outfit... Uh, comes alive. It becomes sentient and thirsty for more blood because these outfits are powered by blood.
0: And then, of course, you get hardcore, rapey undertones.
1: Well, I mean, it's not
0: super... It's super rapey. I mean, it just wants to be worn. Clothing wants to be worn. Doesn't that make sense? I, I, I know that you're you just providing a counterpoint, Sean, but it was so obviously extremely rapey. And the general rape and bondage and SNM and all of those types of themes that were throughout, they were obvious pandering and really annoying. I've mentioned before, I'm not a fan of fan service because it's by definition gratuitous. You are just trying to get a different audience and when you do that you are by definition diluting what any other quality you have because you are adding in filler.
1: Except the weird thing about this show is is that baseline of fan service is what the show is built on. Like it's without that you the show wouldn't You could so be there.
0: easily have this show without fan service so easily. Yeah, but it wouldn't be as exciting. It wouldn't be as ridiculous. It could easily be as ridiculous! We have seen plenty of ridiculous shows with very little fan service. Look at Madoka Magica. That was over the top, it was ridiculous, it was intense, but it didn't rely on fan service. And this show doesn't exactly rely on it either. No, but it is one of the most major themes throughout, and when you have so much of what is by definition gratuitous, you are diluting your product so significantly. I still think it's hilarious. The show is just amazingly funny to watch for me. I thought that there were some decent comedic moments both visually and through the writing. I thought that those moments had a lot of strong potential, but it does go back to the fact that they were significantly diluted. But... That essentially is uh, the end of episode one. She gets the super powerful godlike outfit, which I'm also never a fan of. Congratulations, you've just maxed out. You've leveled up completely. You've reached the peak. And I understand she's going to gradually grow powerful for every single shirt she tears off of somebody. I get it. Yeah, I understand she's going to get more powerful. But when you just have an automatic skip ahead so massively... I'm never a fan of those types of things because, yet again, they seem a bit lazy.
1: That is understandable, but they actually do conflict fairly well in this show because Ryuko gets her ass kicked most of the time. Like, she'll usually come back and have a way of beating them, whether it's through a convoluted competition or whether it's just an underhanded attack, which... I find amazing, Uh, but she does get her ass handed to her throughout most of the show, and I find that to be a lot better than just a pure, overpowered character who's always winning no matter what.
0: Yeah, but they're still in the back of your mind. I agree. I think that it was nice that she didn't always win immediately or suddenly, but I still never really bought into the possibility of her losing significantly. That never really was an idea that was entertained by me due to how the show presented itself. And so there wasn't much doubt. Sure, she may face a setback or two, but obviously everything is mostly going to work out swimmingly. And just how certain that type of thing brings, I'm not a fan of God powers, basically, is what it amounts to. When you just skip ahead in the line, once again, I feel like it's a lazy shortcut, but a lot of different shows do that. So then we enter with episode... 2.
1: Episode 2. So, shortly after, uh, you know, kicking the ass of the boxing club... Yep, she comes back, whoops ass. She realizes that her outfit is draining her blood rather quickly, uh, to the point where she actually does pass out from blood loss.
0: Yep, and she wakes up and it very strongly appears as if as, as if some large man is just having sex with her unconscious body, that very much is what the visuals are trying to represent.
1: Yes, trying to give you that idea of like, holy crap, something bad is happening, uh, which eventually leads to the typical slapstick of misunderstanding. Uh, she punches the shite out of the guy who's above her. Uh, it turns out that the guy is a doctor and the father of... The only person that has had a semi-positive relationship with Ryoko, the sidekick character Mako Mankan
0: Shoku. Alright, so let's talk about Mako for a minute. We didn't talk about her in episode one, she just like sort of showed up and she was half-relevant. But she really becomes relevant from this point forward. Yes. So she is an extremely annoying, over-the-top, in-your-face character. Also, possibly one of the more interesting parts of the show generally. Because she is definitely the most ridiculous thing in the show. I would say that most of the good comedic moments come from or because of her. Yes. Uh, Just the fact that she's essentially an object. She'll be just moved around. She'll be smacked. She'll be hit. She'll be thrown everywhere. She just sort of exists. She's uh, like a subhuman comedic object in the show, basically. I I thought that she was probably one of my favorite parts of the show. Frankly, she's very annoying, but in a charming way. Uh, and I think she's definitely one of the best characters. Which we'll delve more into that in a bit.
1: But. Uh, after she wakes up uh has the slapstick moment turns out that that is mako's father uh, no. and uh she had been rescued and uh was being taken care of by the doctor and whatnot and uh has uh, been invited to stay with her and them for a while because she didn't really have any living abode and mako for some reason is super attached to her because mako is mako and mako likes what mako likes
0: yeah and of course you have ryoko still in her super skimpy god outfit and there's so many jokes that are just, hey, she's half dressed. Get it? Guys, did you notice that she's not wearing much clothing? Get it? And those were all terrible. There was not a single funny joke of that, but it kept doing the same joke. Ha ha ha, she's not fully dressed. Ha ha ha. No, it was never funny. Yet again, it. It had potential where it had really nice visual and dialogue comedic moments, but then it would just fill attempted comedic moments with this bullshit and it failed miserably. (laughs) A lot of people do find it funny though.
1: Not me personally. Yeah,
0: those are the same people who watch Crokinoa Basket and are like, oh, he is short, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: No. I agree. Uh, those those jokes are the ones that fall flat the most. And but
0: it's also around this time where we are introduced to the best character bar
1: none. Oh God! So, in Mako's family, there are your typical family members. You've got the father. Who's, doesn't matter. Uh, you've uh, you know the doctor type character. You've got the little brother. Doesn't who's matter. A little obnoxious pervert. You got Mako herself. Uh, Mildly matters. Yes, and then you've got Mako's mother, who is just a ditzy, also D- Mako. Doesn't stupid. matter. And then you have the character that is the only character in this entire show that Remington properly cares about. Their pet dog, Guts.
0: Oh, he's so cute! He's a pug in, like, pajamas, and I love him so
1: much. Even though he's just as perverted as the rest of the family? Don't
0: you put your human vices on this good boy, Sean. (laughs) Guts is a good boy, he will forever be a good boy, and I love him. He was literally with the other men in the family, peeping on Ryoko while she was changing. Dogs always peek in on you when they're changing. That's what they do because they care about you. He's a good boy. I love guts. Guts is amazing.
1: What about the little clip I showed you in episode four where the dog sees Ryoko in her panties and has a
0: massive nosebleed? Don't put your human vices on my good boy, Sean. He's a good boy. I'm not going to hear anything else but that he is a good boy. Something smells like bias. (laughs) He's so cute, though. But yeah, no. Guts the dog, who is
1: just a little monstrosity pug, (laughs) who doesn't bark. He just goes, Guts! Guts! Like, that's his bark. And as soon as he appeared on screen, Remington was in love. I love him so much. You mow a piece of trash. But... Yeah, gets introduced to the family, they go back up to school... Uh, and as they're talking saying, Mako's like, Hey, yeah, you can come live with us because we really enjoy this. And then out of nowhere, she gets hit in the face by like
0: a thousand tennis balls. One of the best comedic moments that this show had. It was very strong. She was just talking, bunch of tennis balls hit her face. She just continues talking, bunch of tennis balls hit her face. She still just continues talking. Her face is just real messed up at this point. And bunch more come. Her face, her entire face becomes one big bruise. That's (laughs) it. That's her entire face. It was ridiculous and silly, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Mako is what you'd call a dramatical idiot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then they're introduced to the tennis club, and it's like, oh, man, here's the tennis club, and the tennis club does what it does, and then eventually uh, Ryuko ends up passing out because, of course, she does.
1: Yeah, because her outfit won't activate. She can't figure out why it won't activate. Uh, She gets knocked off a cliff, falls into a sewer line, and gets rescued again after passing out. Yeah. Uh, And the character she gets rescued by this time is Remington's least favorite character, from what (gasps) I can tell. It is her homeroom teacher, uh, who is, quite frankly, a strange, perverted man.
0: Yeah. Were you you guys uh, missing those... Rape and s themes? Oh, don't you worry. They're right back here now. Nice and strong, nice and blatant. And
1: after she gets rescued, uh, he starts to try and explain why things are going the way they are, all the while, while clothes are just falling off of him. He's, like, not even purposefully stripping. They just kind of fall off of them.
0: Oh, yeah, and of course, she has no clothes on. She just has a blanket because he undressed her, which is not okay for numerous reasons. Well, the reason he did it was
1: so that he could activate senketsu without it's you know uh latching
0: on and sucking more of her blood i don't need any bullshit explanations you can say that's why it happened in the story but let me tell you why it happened in the writer's room that wasn't so oh okay yeah this really makes sense in the plot oh well you know what he, he would do that because it's a very re- no it was okay and then she's naked. That's how it went in the writer's room. That was the reason why the decision was made at its core. The fact is that it just wouldn't attach to her. That's the reason it was explained. You seem a little upset by all of this. Oh, it was so annoying. And then, of course, he's like, okay, if you can take down the tennis bitch, then I'll I'll help you out,
1: basically. Yeah, I'll explain a few things, that's give what you an idea of what's too. going on. Taking kind of the pseudo-mentor role.
0: Yeah, so she goes, she starts in a weird fight, but then it's not really a fight, and then it turns into a tennis match, and the tennis girl dominates the tennis match, but then suddenly Ryoko just fights her instead of the yeah, tennis match, no, she... and she wins, and it was very strange, because the rules just kept changing very arbitrarily.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, she does the tennis match, has a hard time with the t- whole tennis ordeal, Uh, decides to turn her scissor blade into a tennis racket, which works And then she gets a little too hot blooded and just straight up beats the shite out of her.
0: It really felt like they just did one draft of the writing of this episode because... At first it was like, all right, we're going to fight. No, we're not going to fight. What we're going to do is tennis. No, we're not going to do tennis. We're going to fight. And none of the reasoning was ever really strongly explained. And every time it was based on she had to win against the tennis girl. First win in a fight. No, then win in tennis. But no, she didn't win in tennis. She just beat her up. Oh, but don't worry. That's a win because the student president said it was a win. Why did she say it was a win? Don't worry. Just vague nebulous reasons. It's a win. Don't worry. It's a win it was really convoluted and stupid and not well motivated in any way.
1: Really the only motivation present is the fact that uh, Satsuki Kiryuin wants to be entertained. It's the entertainment factor. Which is
0: a really annoying motivation. You can have this motivation if you're literally the Joker from Batman makes sense, very well justified, completely understand where your head is at. Joker's. But so often, it happens where you just have a character and it's like, oh man, the villain could easily win, oh no, but they're, they're not going to kill the hero, they're not going to stop things, they're going to give everything to the hero, because they finally want a good fight, or they finally want to, some enjoyment, or the, blah blah blah, stupid reason, and it's always just, oh no, we needed a reason why they wouldn't literally just kill the hero, because otherwise they obviously kill the hero. And this is not the only moment where this exact thing happens. It's almost always a bad motivation just because you need your hero to live and they really should die based on what's happened in the story.
1: Yeah, a little bit, but I'll uh say this much, and I know you hate the phrase, but later in the series. God, damn it. <laughs> later in the series, uh things take a bit more of a serious turn. And uh, there are people actively trying to kill her. Like, actively, because... But
0: they had so many opportunities to already kill her.
1: Yeah, but Satsuki Kurian doesn't seem to
0: care about killing her. Yeah, because it's convenient to the plot. That's it. It's not like she's even a strong character. Both her and Ryoko are not good characters. They are very, very one-dimensional. Sometimes they have good dialogue, but when it comes to who they are as characters, there's very little there. Yeah. Wow, well, um, okay, no disagreements? I'm, I'm glad that you agree with me that Well, just
1: as someone who's seen the whole series, I do disagree. Just because they, there's character development in this
0: show, unlike a lot of other shows. Yes, but if you're a good show, you should be able to immediately establish a ca- good character, rather than hope to eventually have a good character, maybe. A lot of people like the characters as they are at the beginning. And plenty of people like one-dimensional characters, that's fine, but they lack depth but nonetheless that's how episode two finishes then we get into episode three which just wasn't super interesting
1: really because that is one of the episodes where a lot of people were hooked on the show really oh yeah yeah because it had a dramatical skip from just the straight up fighting you know the lackeys the two star level players uh all the way up to having a fight with uh, Satsuki herself. I guess. And the dramatic fight that goes between them and unlocking Senketsu's true potential which is what that was about because uh, uh, Satsuki has a Kamui of her own.
0: Yeah the whole episode is uh, Satsuki gets a Kamui and then they fight with the Kamuis and then Ryoko learns how to use hers better and then they fight more and then yet again we get another moment Where Ryoka could just be killed, she could be murdered, she's lost, she's ready to die. But no, because reasons. It was not great. And there were some weird moments where it, like, tried to make messages. Like when Suzuki is talking about how, oh, you're embarrassed by the skimpy clothing? How shallow of you. Which is just a really weird line, and I'm not sure if it was an attempt at being self-aware and a failure at that, or if it was just like a weird throwaway line that didn't work. I it was weird. But then it just the entire premise of the show is is ridiculous. I feel like overall my thoughts with this show is it has so much potential with the visuals, with the dialogue, with its concepts and the little touches it adds in, as well as the moments it shows genuine self-awareness. But at the end of the day i feel like this is a lazy show man you are good at hitting people where it
1: hurts remington
0: (laughs) oh boy are people going to be livid at you i'm gonna stand by it it's lazy in the most obvious way everything involved with the etchy everything i think is just lazy i'm not even ridiculously against sexuality when it's included properly but the way that it's included is just lazy it Isn't well thought out. It's forced into the plot. It dilutes everything as I've already talked about. And then we can get into uh, the comedy, which occasionally was really good, but occasionally was lazy. The pacing, occasionally really good, but often very lazy. The reasons and the motivations for things that happen, occasionally good, but so lazy. So... Often, I feel like if they put in more sincere effort thinking things through, then it would be an amazing show. But it's not. (laughs) I will say this, the most dreaded phrase you ever hear, (sighs) it does get so
1: much better later. What you have to understand, Remington, is that when it comes to anime as a whole... There are several series that most of their value is derived from finishing the entire thing. And the problem with that is, is that most people don't always have the time to finish something. And one of the big uh, problems of anime uh, pre-2012 type timeline is... It was a pain in the butt to try and find uh, anime to watch because there were no dedicated streaming services with legitimate licenses. Uh, a lot of downloads were filled with viruses, pirating it was very difficult, fan subs were often wrong and hard to really understand or get the point across. Watching anime was difficult, so you'd always want to find a show and dedicate yourself to that show. So what a lot of people would do is they would watch a lot of shows and then recommend it to others, and the cascade effect would happen, and people would give the show a full watch through. And that is good for a lot of shows because shows like... Now, it's going to be a bit sacrilegious to compare the two because a lot of people will definitely (laughs) hate uh, Cowboy Bebop, for example. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, which is arguably one of the best anime of all time, is a lot like this in the same way. Because Cowboy Bebop is great throughout, but its true value and amazingness shines when you finish the series. But here's
0: the thing, Sean, and I'm going to apply this very strongly to Kill la Kill. There are so many fantastic shows out there and so many way better anime out there that sure, it may get good by the end, but when you compare it to much better things, your time is better spent watching something else. Where something that will be consistently good, something that will be consistently great all throughout, from the beginning, it won't have such unnecessary filler. It won't waste your time. We live in a time where there's so many options out there that you don't need to settle for mediocre and kill the kill is mediocre.
1: Jesus Christ, man. You are, one of these days there are just going to be people <laughs> lined up outside my home, pitchforks and torches in hand, and are
0: going to come after you for insulting their waifu. <laughs> uh i'm not worried i'm not concerned (laughs) (laughs) i can take some anime fans (laughs) i can take a handful and with an anime mob uh i'll just i'll just throw some body pillows out there as a distraction run it'll be fine oh god
1: we are so (laughs) going to get murdered
0: It will be in the local news and everything. Our
1: corpses will be strung up like the the one students in the beginning of this show. <laughs> with just a sign hanging out saying, these guys insulted our waifus.
0: <laughs> oh, except we'll be much more justified in our actions. I, I don't know if that's true or not.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, man, people love this show because of how ridiculous it gets. I, and yeah, the fan service is gratuitous but, and over the top and ridiculous. And that's probably where a lot of people think it. Uh, the enjoyment in the show lies is in how stupidly ridiculous the show gets and that is the case for a lot of anime as well uh, there's a couple anime that I'd love to show you that I know you're gonna dislike oh God. just based on the ridiculous factor alone uh, cause some of them are just straight
0: up bizarre I've been a big fan of Bizarre and Ridiculous. Madoka Magica, Umaru-chan, both so ridiculous over the top, they took things way too far in a very proper way. This just didn't. My problem isn't absurdity. I tend to like it. But at the end of the day, this didn't work for me. Fair enough,
1: Remington, fair enough. I still like the show. (laughs) I know it's a little trashy, but I still like the show because it is so fun I'll, I'll still love you even though you're wrong sean i don't know that's true at all <laughs> so remington i have to ask want to watch some more kill a kill with me oh, i'd rather not well we'll have to see <laughs> thank you all so much for tuning in we really appreciate it uh if for some reason you'd like to let us know how you feel You can drop a review on whatever platform you listen to us on, whether it be Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, anything, really.
0: And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it be for feedback, comments, questions, concerns, recommendations, or anything else, you can send an email over onto animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. A lot of you guys have been emailing, and you guys are so kind, so flattering, and there have been awesome recommendations. Thank you so much, and keep it up.
1: We do really appreciate it. And that goes for anime you want us to return to as well. We have recently uh, released a couple uh, episodes on animes we've already talked about. So if there's an anime that we've talked about that you want to hear more about or just have Remington suffer a bit more through, which I would enjoy. (laughs) I don't think he would, but I would enjoy it then throw those in the emails as well. But once again, thank you so much for tuning in, and guys, don't lose
0: your way.